Welcome to Obey Your Strengths with Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, Kathy Kirsten. My name is Kathy Kirsten and I am a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach. I work with teams, individuals, and even organizations to help them utilize the theory of the Strengths Finder framework and turn it into application within their relationships and businesses. I call myself the biggest strengths geek. I love to help strategic leaders think about how to get the most out of their employees when you focus on what's right with them versus what's wrong with them. StrengthsFinder is an online assessment that helps people identify their top five strengths. And when I say strengths, I really mean their patterns of talent. Your talent is your recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior. They happen simply. You don't have to think about them. You don't have to try to use your talents. They just happen. You wake up on Saturday morning and they're there. Those talents become strengths through our lives when we invest in them. So when we talk about Strengths Finder, many times in this podcast, we're going to refer to the actual strength name, like achiever, strategic, input, learner, just to give you a few examples. There's 34 strengths in the Strengths Finder framework. Every podcast guest will share with us what their top five strengths are. And I encourage you to listen for themes of those strengths coming out in the stories they tell. I will try my best to point it out, but no doubt you're going to hear it on your own. There's a lot to come and I'm super excited about it. And I just want to, you know, sign off every single time we are on these podcasts with thinking, you know, if you are wanting to win at life, if you want to have better relationships, you want to have a more fulfilling career, you want to be happier on a daily basis, you want to have more energy, man, you got to obey your strengths. That's it. Hi, Lorenzo. Well, hi, Kathy. Welcome to Obey Your Strengths. Thanks for being my first guest. I'm so happy to be your first guest. I have to remind our audience, because we know they know, but you are the author of The Cilantro Diaries, Business Lessons from the Most Unlikely Places. You're also the co-host of the Brand Brothers podcast, which is currently in my top 10 favorite podcasts. Yes. You should feel very I'm honored. honored. No, I'm honored. You should. And, and, and most recently, you've been named the CEO of Geekdom Media. So, welcome. Which is a huge two-person company. Huge. <laughs> but you're making waves, including We're, these waves right that's here right. on this podcast. Well, so, that's right. Thanks. One, one show at a time. All right. CEO yeah. of Geekdom Media. Thanks for sponsoring Obey Your Strengths podcast. I, we're delighted. Can you tell me a little bit about the vision? Yeah. And how strengths fits into that? Well, I think that there are so many things that I've learned, you know, I would venture that you've learned as well from our days at Rackspace and things that we were able to take advantage of just because of where we happened to be and who we happened to learn from and who we had access to. And I, I, I have felt just overwhelmingly blessed by it that, you know, I had access to people that I shouldn't have access to or most people don't. And I think that the ideas like Strength Finders that we learned, these are... Uh, Graham once called, told a colleague of mine that, you know, uh, the idea of strengths is worth about a billion dollars to Rackspace. And I thought, we we learned it firsthand. I mean, we were in it. And so I think that it's very important for me through Geek the Media to bring these amazing ideas to me. Because to me, they're not just billion dollar ideas. They're world changing. They're life changing. Even if you don't start a billion dollar company, the ideas that we learn can change someone's life. They can change your business, whether it's two, one person or 10 people. And I think that we owe it to the universe to give them, to, to bring them to the masses. And so one of the, the ideas that I think is very important to me is strengths. 
And when I look at the strengths world, there's really one person that I go to that I go to, and it's Kathy Kirsten. <laughs> and so to me, you know, I, I want Geek the Media to be this, this, this company that brings these amazing ideas out to people because I know these ideas will change. They will change their lives. They'll change their companies. And so, you know, we're just putting bets on, you know, um, on people, people and ideas. And so we've got some amazing podcasts. The Brand Brothers, you know, is my is my favorite example because I remember being in a meeting with Bill Schley and I, with Bill Schley and Graham and one other guy. And I thought, this is probably like a $100,000 meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting to sit in the back and take notes. Like I feel like I felt guilty. And I thought, I want everyone to hear what I'm hearing right now because it, it, it's, 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 it's injustice that I get to hear this and no one else does. And so, you know what? I'm going to bring it to them for free with a podcast. It's so awesome. <laughs> I have, of 10 years of doing strength coaching, I've got hundreds of stories about the way people's lives have changed for the better through strengths, including my own very personal story. It's very personal to me, um, obviously, because it's mine. Yeah, <laughs> My yeah. story, right? Uh, that how I have improved my life, my marriage, my mothering, my business, everything through strengths. So I'm a believer uh, and I can't wait to share that over this podcast opportunity because well, and, and also that's happening. that's why I'm so excited to partner with you is because I know that the to me the way people learn are through stories, and you have how many years have you been doing strengths? Yeah, uh, since 2008. I mean, so I mean, so you have 10 years of stories, real world, right? People doing real things at all level, small, large, for profit, nonprofit. And to me, that's what I'm the most excited about is that through through your stories that you're going to bring to life in this show, I think people will learn and they will resonate and people will gravitate and they'll go, oh my God, I didn't think it was for me, but that story is just like what I'm going through right now. And I think that's what changes people. And so that's what I'm so excited because I think that the, these are the ideas that change things. And so I can't wait to unleash them. Yeah. So let me share one with you. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> tell <laughs> let me. Let me tell you a story. When I first became a strengths coach within the walls of Rackspace, my job was to do strengths finder training and strengths finder team workshops. And so I was in HR, I was the HR gal, right, that took her little strengths finder toolkit around the company and got people to buy in. And for a long time, it just felt like a framework. I mean, I knew these things, these mm. words, these top five, or if we were looking at our top 10, I knew they described us but I wasn't sure how they were encouraging any change or improvement in life besides making us just work better together right? and to be in the know on the shared language, right? And one day I was sitting in a, uh, a strengths class. I was teaching a strengths class. And one of the guys in the strengths class at the end of the thing, I asked for an honorable, honorable closing. And I said, which is just code for say, tell me how great you love this class. <laughs> give me give me the tidbits of what you learned today. And um, this gentleman, I'll, he, I'll keep his name secret. He's in my heart. He said, <laughs> he, he in front of the whole class, he said, you know, Kathy, whenever I joined Rackspace, I was a help desk racker. That's what they call employees at Rackspace or rackers. And um, he said, and then I took the strengths finder and I realized that my entire life I have been thinking that these strengths were liabilities. Wow. And as a matter of fact, my father made me think that these strengths didn't have any value at all. Oh, and so whenever God. I learned my top five strengths and I learned what they look like in a strength 
mode and how to be productive with them, I decided to go get my CCNA, which you know, like, right? That's the yeah. network security yeah. certificate, CCA or CCNA? I think CCNA. Sorry, I'm, an, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an HR girl. That's right. Living Cisco. in the tech world. No, no, that's, that's, that's a big deal. So he had just finished. He had just passed that certification. <laughs> he had just got an entry-level job on the security team. Guess what that meant for his paycheck? Oh. He doubled it. <laughs> and I said, well, that's the power of strengths, that's people. The power of the and I'm out. And I bowed and I dropped my Dropped the mic. <laughs> and it's mic. like. And I said, look what HR's doing. <laughs> no. That's amazing. But, but that's the real, like, whenever he realized that these are patterns that everyone has been seeing him use he saw these patterns in himself he never thought from them thought about them from the strength-based way so he was thinking these are what's wrong with me right instead of realizing because i'm not you know dad wants me to be someone else that i'm not right but these are who i am which probably was restorative and analytical and who knows what dad wanted woo or competition or whatever so man that was like a that's whenever i sat there and i will never forget that story because it meant the world to that guy and his family. Think about that. Well, also, I think that one of the one of the the whys on on why you're doing this show, which I think is very inspiring, is to really break down these myths that we have. It, you know, I know that in another show you're going to talk about the myth being well rounded, yeah, and I think wait. that to me, that is such a because that's that's like mental health. The whole notion that we've been scolded for the things we're bad at, and so we have a lot of guilt and shame over the things we're bad at, and it's like actually cut them loose. Let them drift away in the ocean and focus on those those two A's that you got. That is what Strength Finder is about. And to me, I just thought to my because I when I was at Rackspace, when you were given permission to acknowledge the bad and go, yeah, whatever. I think it's a very liberating notion, and I think that that is what helps people go. You know what? I am good at that, and you know what? I'm not good at that. My my 34 strength is competition, and oh man. And and there later on there, you have a question that I can't wait to tell you the story about because what, when I realized that competition like I knew I'm the six of seven kids I grew up losing and so I'm like I'm so used to you know I'm like ah I'll sit this one out I'm not because my strengths are you know I need some context I need you know I need to, I need to fix something I don't I need to win I just want to have fun I just want to have positivity fun. yes we're all winners yes yeah. we're all we're all winners everybody gets a pair of boots Justin's boots sorry that's a rodeo reference for those <laughs> people out there that don't get that. <laughs> Well, since we're talking about the why of this podcast, let's talk about yeah. how we uh, named this podcast. Because I think I'll be forever indebted to you for pulling out <laughs> "Obey Your Strengths" from me. Um, let's talk about it. So yeah. the story goes from my perspective, and then you can t- talk about your perspective of it. Uh, about eight years ago, I was in a meeting with Graham Weston, and as the leader of employee engagement, I had went straight to the top of the organization to find out why we were, ex- we were experiencing some attrition of old school rackers, right? So people who had been tenured seven plus years, we noticed a trend that many of them were leaving rack space. And I wanted to go find out from the man himself, the the, the big guy. Right, Graham, the oracle. The oracle <laughs> as to what was going on in the culture and why we saw all these people jumping ship. And he sat with me and he said, Kathy, let me tell you, there's three reasons why people leave companies. And whenever he said that, of course, I pulled out my pen because yep, I've got strategic right. input and learner. I'm, like, I'm going to write these down and then I'm going to write a book about it. Um, but those three things, right? He said, Kathy, people leave when they get a better deal. 
And at the time, we were getting poached like crazy, Mm -hmm. right? So if you get a deal, someone's headhunting you to give you a bigger pay, a bigger title, a more sexy project. Yeah, work from home. A sexier project, yeah. Remote working, whatever. You would think about leaving your good deal for the bigger, better deal. Right. and he said, or they're going on an odyssey. And we saw so many rackers leaving to go on an odyssey, whether it was to start their own business, to become a rack space client, or to become a rack space vendor, right? Yeah. Like we, yeah, we being an entrepreneur is a journey. Yeah, entrepreneurship. I mean, rack space was breeding entrepreneurs. Uh, and then finally he said, or they stopped obeying their strengths. And as a strength coach, I stopped and said, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> obeying? Because what Gallup says is, you would expect Graham to say what Gallup says is they stop playing to their strengths, but he didn't say playing to mm. their strengths. He said obeying <laughs> your strengths. And so my ears perked up and I said, obeying your strengths? Yeah. What does that mean? And so then he goes into these examples of where if you find yourself on, on your career path in a way that you are unable to live out your strengths, and he gave me hard examples, which I'm going to share with you, that... It, you cannot handle the internal dissonance of not obeying your strength, mm. right? So let's let's talk about what, like competition, right? Right. So those who have competition, their top five have to compete. That's right. They wake up thinking about who am I going to beat, right? Right. And it it does it's always there, even when they get to the top of their game or the top of the totem pole or the top of the sales metric or whatever it What's is. What's next? They have to have a new competitor. Right. And when they get to the top of the pile it's, and there's no other competitor, it gets very boring. Mm. And that boredom, after a while, turns into disengagement. And right. they start looking. Who can I go beat? Or let's take belief, which I happen to have in my top five. And I could talk about <laughs> how my belief kind of unwielded my rack space time. But that is, you know, belief is the the strength of having priorities and core values and and having to have your internal life match your out external life right and so he, he and graham gave the great example of belief is the one strength that will go to a board meeting and hear a strategic leader say something that does not sit well with them and they will quit on the spot wow i can't tell you how many people when i've seen i've coached through the last 10 years where I have seen belief in their top five and I've zeroed in on it and I said, tell me about a time you left a, a company because they asked you to do something that was against your values. And they all have a story. Wow. They all have a story to say, this is when I did it. Because for beliefs, it's either this is my value system or I'm hitting the road. So Oof. grandma, it was a great, another, another example from grandma. And lastly, he gave me significance. Significance wants to be valued um, for the role they play. Right. right within an organization right. or within a partnership they want to feel significant they want to be the go-to person they um want to have a significant role in what's going on in a project and if they feel like they have lost that footing of significance they start to flounder mm. and they're going for the next project they can feel significant in and so many times that led them to leave rack space because the next significant thing meant outside the door so he told me those three examples i wrote them down i internalized them i thought about them for years <laughs> <laughs> and after doing the ten thousand hours of strengths coaching I've realized every one of the 34 strengths has to be obeyed. They all have needs. They're all hungry. Right. Right. Even harmony is hungry. Right. The the, the strength of harmony. Think about it. You know, in a conflict, um, you know, intense scenario, harmony just wants consensus. And if they finally realize or that harmony 
finally realizes I'm never going to get it. And consensus is not going to be a thing here. Yeah. They leave. I'm gone. Right? I'm done. Because this is wasting energy and it's wasting time. So every one of the strengths has a need and you have to obey it. (laughs) Done. So I sent you a diatribe about that in an email one time. And we were talking about what this podcast would be called. Yeah. And you said, you called me immediately, which I'm very, un- <laughs> I'm not used to you doing, Lorenzo, <laughs> calling me immediately. Uh, and uh, tell me what you said. Well, you know, so I love that email. I was reading, I, I, so I read the email and I had never heard that story. And I had my own version of, of that, uh, but, but it was only one part because I, I, you know, I'll tell that story afterwards. But uh, when you sent me the email, that, that line literally jumped off the page it literally jumped up and hit me in the face because in 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 the brand brothers world that was a powerful microscript it launched such a vivid story in my head of what it meant and what it was about and i just went that's that's it because i have also felt that way and, and also anybody that has been strengths that, that's been strength trained and believes in it you felt the discomfort at one part you maybe didn't leave the company but you felt the tension of it and and I, I felt it as soon as I read that. And so I was so I was so giddy because I thought, that's it, and it's so right. And also, you know, one of the many reasons I love and playfully hate Graham is that these brilliant nuggets fall out of his pocket. And I'm like, that just fell out of your pocket and that's a world changing idea. And now we have to make a podcast out of it. Yeah. And, right? Yeah. And so it to me, I was like, Yeah, he strikes again ten years later, you know, through an email. But I and and I but I totally agree with that. I remember uh one day I was so I was I hadn't left yet, but uh every once in a while I would meet with Graham. You hadn't left Rackspace yet. Sorry, I had not left I had, yeah, yeah, I had not left Rackspace yet. But every once in a while I would go and I was such a jerk. Like I don't know how he put up with me because I would meet with him and I would just vent. And there was a hundred people I could have vented to, but I wanted to because we were cubicle mates. And so I felt so entitled, like such a jerk. And and, and I remember one time he said, he said, Lorenzo, there's a couple reasons why you're, you're, you'll leave the company. The first one is belief because I have belief in my top 10. And he said, when you feel like the company is not, you know, your values, you'll go on. He goes, but the other reason you'll leave is your ability to affect change is so great that when you feel like you can affect change, you're going to leave. And when I left, the belief was so weird because the belief had transitioned from the naivety of work. You know, I was I was 20 years old when I got hired and I thought, we're going to make this amazing company and braid each other's hair forever. And I just didn't understand what going public really meant. And that was that's my fault. You know, and so when, but now when you're in the shareholder world, it's a whole different ball game. And so my belief was like, well, we're not here to build this amazing company to retire at. We're here for shareholder value. And I really struggled with that because I, I did not prepare myself for that. And so my belief was very agitated by that, which is really silly in hindsight because being public is an amazing thing and it's, and it's, and so much good has come from it. Right. But the second part was, this was the real reason I left, was the ability to affect change. And when I left Rackspace, I was at the highest point of my career. I was a director in project management. And I remember <laughs> I remember my manager, Michael Hardwick, pulled me into a meeting. He said, hey, the billing department has a complaint about you. And I was like, oh, of course they do. 
And he said, you know, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sanitize this story for the kids. But they said, they say you've been calling them names. And I go, yeah, because they don't do, they won't change anything. We have all these amazing things to, that we're gonna make their life easier, and they refuse to do any of them. And he's like, well, you can't call them names. And I'm like, well. I have to call them names because I'm so I, I, I'm so mad at them. And what 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 happened was we we had these amazing programs that were going to automate like seventy thousand lines of of data entry a week, and they were like, no, thank you. And I thought, and, and you know what they were what they worried about was, you know, layoffs. Right. And and we had we had a signed letter from our CEO Lanham at the time that said we won't we will de- we will redeploy all these people. And to me, like the resistance, and because my activator restorative was just so potent, I was like. This is the right thing to do for our company. It's the right change. We have to make it. And you are giving me, you're not even giving me an answer. You're just give me a stiff arm. And I just said, I will not be at a company like this, which is, which, which is why henceforth I've only been at tiny little startups. <laughs> Where you can affect lots can, of change. We literally go, hey, let's change the direction of the company tomorrow. Let's do that tomorrow or this afternoon. Right, right. Yeah. But you know what? Self-awareness, right? That, that That's a gift to yes. know that this is the space that you're going to play the best in. And this is the speed of business you want to play in. That's you right. Know, right. Affect change fast. That's activator restorative. Big time. And and I remember I remember when I met up with Graham several years later and I, and I told him I was going... Um, I had gone to a startup and it totally bombed and failed. And I was going to go work in hosting again, um, but I wasn't going to go to Rackspace. I was going to go to a competitor. And oh, and shit. and when I and when I told him, I knew he was going to get mad. I said, "Don't get mad." He got he well. He was he wasn't mad. He was very you know. He, he, he was Graham. He was Graham. And <laughs> very and calm. but it's funny because the words I used weren't strength words. But I told him, I said, "Hey, Rackspace is huge." And I said, "I'm a hippie. I can't roll with a big company anymore." But what I was really saying was, I cannot be at a big company where change is difficult. I need to be at a company where change is within the hour. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I need. And to your point, I have to obey that. If I don't obey that, I will be miserable in the third meeting about the same thing, going through the process, which is why I'd be, if I work for government, I mean, it'd be the, it'd be the worst thing. And so, but knowing that in hindsight, I realized, you know, I love the big company experience, but the chances of me working for a big company the rest of my life is just so small. Mm. And I love that. I love that I get asked all the time. I get asked all the time, when I, especially when I'm at on college campuses and we're talking StrengthsFinder and then they stand in line to talk to me after my little spiel or my speech and they're, hand, they're holding their little top five card and they say, Kathy, Kathy, what career should I go into? <laughs> Here's my top five. What should I go into? And I'm like, I don't know what career do you want to go into really and I hear you describing it in a way like there is not a perfect recipe for success of your top five strengths that's right but there sure is a perfect environment for that top five yes right that's right and so you've been thinking about ecosystem for a long time with geekdom and you think about partnerships and a bunch of the different board of directors groups and, and roles that you play and you've kind of narrowed in on where you're going to best be the best version of yourself based on your strengths that's exactly right and i think it's about it's not about your strengths equal this job it's about any whatever job you pick there needs to be certain conditions the environment and the conditions ha- have to be a certain way for your strengths to flourish and if the conditions aren't there then you're going to obey your strengths and leave Right, right. right. But but you're looking for the conditions. It's not, you know, it's it's you know, it's like all, you know, uh 
a ridiculous statement would be all great all sales guys have competition that's not true but i've noticed a lot of sales guys and it's not to say that if you don't have a competition you're not a sales guy it's just saying that i've noticed that there are conditions where sales guys get to compete like you said then they gravitate to it because they're competing every month month after month they get to win mm. and that's really when it's done well boom God, there's a whole podcast on sales <laughs> strength-based selling oh let's put it in the books for a future podcast man that's right. so good good well you know i bumped into my own strengths and my own why i left rackspace story and um my journey at rackspace was not quite as long as yours i worked there for seven years or short of seven years and was running employee engagement at the time of my departure and what had changed for me and to remind you all that my top five strengths are strategic input, learner, belief, and maximizer. I joined the organization when I was 26 years old. I had two babies in that <laughs> seven-year time period. Yeah, different and person. Different person. So my new life did not match my old priorities of workaholic, you know, and, and loving. So my strategic input and learner loved Rackspace because I was learning. I was working amongst brilliance on a daily basis. I was excited about my work. I thought we were, we were writing the book on HR. I knew we were doing things that Gallup wasn't doing themselves with StrengthsFinder. I, and we didn't care what Gallup was doing with StrengthsFinder. We basically took the, the gold of the StrengthsFinder assessment and made it our own and lived it and embedded mm. it. And I mean, I had a, a basic blank check from the executive team to do whatever you can with strengths because this is a cornerstone in our culture. You know, wow. like it was awesome. That's awesome. So why was I disengaged? You know, like I found yeah. myself in t 2012 being kind of disengaged at work and I had a hard time understanding what it was at the time. All I could say was, I just want more. I just want more. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just, I want more. And sure, there was organizational change. When was, I mean, it's a startup. It was a startup that had become, went public. So right. I don't think that I had ever gone any short amount of time at Rackspace where I did not experience a massive amount of change. Right. right. So right. it wasn't that there was a lot of change going on in the environment. What was it? It was inside me. And it took me until leaving Rackspace and, and a couple of you know months before I left, uh, where I just finally decided to go home and be a stay-at-home mom, which in my my mind, I'm like, this is career suicide. <laughs> Don't go home and be a stay-at-home mom. Well, I, mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's the brand, right? Yeah. The brand is you're going to go, you lose all your skills, <laughs> yeah, which like, is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, like, whatever. It's You know, you shouldn't do that. But I just knew, and this is what the deal was, um, my belief knew when I was 18 years old, I, I was at at Texas A&M. I was in a student government organization. They gave us these little index cards and we wrote down our three core values. You know, everybody's got values, identify them, take the weekend re leadership retreat. I didn't need a leadership retreat. I needed a pencil because I knew what they were. <laughs> I wrote them down. Awesome. My three priorities are God, family, and friends, and hard work, mm. right? And so that was the priorities and my belief. So, uh, and, and I, I'm not everyone that has belief in their top five, even have those core values that just means they have values right, right. okay so That's mine right. are very unique to me just want to make that completely clear um and what i found myself in 2012 was that uh i had a sick kiddo she had ear infections constantly i'm going somewhere with this story i mm -hmm. promise <laughs> <laughs> there would be days where i would have sick baby at home 
and a meeting, a day full of meetings that I kind of thought were BS. Right. Because I was getting pulled into other people's work, right? In, in a leadership role, you get pulled into like, hey, come meet with me so I can get your blessing on X. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't really care about your X. <laughs> so yeah, like that happened. And then one day I just woke up and realized like, what am I doing? Like this, my belief is completely inverted. Mm. Hard work was working tons family my daughter was sick all the time and i had basically pulled out of any service project i was doing because i was so too bu- i was so busy at work so i just kept think- trying to get balance but balance in the wrong thing instead of putting more on the service stuff in my life right i just cleared it out to have more time for my um 11 o'clock email addiction right basically, right, right. So- well you dialed up hard work Right, totally. to the detriment of everything else. Completely inverted my pi- yeah. priorities. And they were in order from that, right? And, you know, one God, family, hard work. Mm. So I, my hard work bucket was very full. My family bucket, not so much. My maximizer was saying, you know, you're not the best mom you could be <laughs> at this point. And so I was, you know, it was a struggle. Yeah. So anyway, flat, fast forward to my last day at Rackspace. I go into a, uh, Graham calls me into his office. Graham's people call me into his office, and I'm like, uh-oh. Now, at this point, they already know you're leaving. They know I'm leaving. Okay. My boss had sent the farewell Kathy Kirsten, thanks for all you did, email, and copied Graham. Graham calls me into his office, <laughs> and is like, Kathy, I haven't seen you in months. What are you doing? <laughs> Where are you going? And I'm like, Graham, I'm just going home to be a stay-at-home mom. And he's like, what are your top five strengths? And on his nifty whiteboard table, he writes my top five strengths out. And he's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he circles belief. And he's like, tell me about what's going on in your work right now. And, you know, that's where I told him. I told him, this, you know, the, the truth. And I lied a little bit. I mean, there was some chaos in the organization. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, did, I wasn't in love with the fact I had an interim boss at the time. And, right. And I was getting pulled to do work that I didn't truly believe in. But overall, I liked my job. And I believed in what Rackspace was doing. Right. But more importantly than not, my the fabric of who I was, my belief, was being violated every day. And so it was like this. I was tired of the priority negotiation or the mm. value. Okay, no, I want to say that differently a value negotiation right when you are in a place of work and you have to negotiate your values on a day-to-day basis it's exhausting it's exhausting and yeah. for someone with belief you can't handle it and you're yeah. the distance, you're fatigued you're, you're emotionally so fatigued yes so i took three months off and then this guy lorenzo gomez <laughs> called me and said hey you want to do a strengths workshop and i said heck yes <laughs> and i haven't stopped since in five years <laughs> So <laughs> that, that's how it goes. That, it's weird how I just show up in, I know. in stories. It's <laughs> like yogi or yoga or something. I don't know. What's his Yoda? Yo, yeah, Yoda. Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm more of a you know, Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. To learn more about Kathy Kirsten, visit her website, kathykirsten.com. That's K-A-T-H-Y-K-E-R-S-T-E-N.com. Obey Your Strengths is produced by Geekdom Media in association with Game Day Media Enterprises. Executive produced by Lorenzo Gomez, John Garcia, and Michael Largent.